Former DEA agent in charge Derek Maltz joins me to explain how deadly poisons are flooding across our open border and devastating our country and our young people. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Derek also lays out exactly how China is behind much of it. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. This is time for all of us to step up. You know, the climate deniers uh, uh, are really in some ways similar to all of those uh, almost 400 law enforcement officers in Uvalde, Texas, who were waiting outside an unlocked door uh, while the children were being massacred they heard the screams they heard the gunshots and uh nobody stepped forward and god bless those families who've suffered so much and law enforcement officials tell us that's not typical of what uh, law enforcement usually does and confronted with this global emergency what we're doing with our inaction and failing to walk through the door and stop the killing uh, is not typical of what we are capable of as human beings. I have no words. That's that's disgusting. That's Al Gore, though. Was that, I, I remember the story when he was accused by a number of masseuses of begging to release his chakra. Remember this whole story? Welcome to the show. We're starting your Monday out with that. Happy Monday to you. Dana Lash here. Substack newsletter. Go sign up for it. Uh, the green cult. I have a lot of headlines on that for you today. But that, that soundbite, <clears throat> I actually don't even remember what he was. What show was he on? I don't even know. Nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. Nobody cares what show he was on. It's just Al Gore. And this is, that's why he's not president, by the way. Just so you know, that's why that and a number of other reasons. He ne- wasn't even ever popular, really, ultimately within his own party because he's such a ridiculous person. Uh, but that to to try to make a point about climate, which doesn't even have a consensus in the scientific community with that is just so lowest of the low. And it also doesn't make sense. I was looking at some of the stuff that he said was going to happen. All we're, all the polar bears are, are supposed to be dead. Uh, what else? The polar bears are supposed to be dead. Looking at my notes. All the, the ice, ice caps. Cap is, all the ice caps. Both ice caps are supposed to be gone. All the glaciers are supposed to be gone. All uh, the snow on Mount Kilimanjaro is supposed to be gone. And not just there, but Himalayas everywhere. All the snow everywhere in every mountain range. Dolomites. 
whether it's the Alps, what, whatever, they're all supposed to be gone. All of it. Pyrenees, all the snow is supposed to be gone. Uh, snow's still there. So none of his climate predictions have come true. Yeah, that would be a big fat none yeah. on that. That's a none. None of it's come true. But he decides, you know, you know what seems like a good idea? I'm going to use that as a way to score a point. That's just so lame. I can't stand him. No, you know that. He was, he was actually accused. I, t- I said over the weekend, I said, I expect nothing less from a man accused by masseuses of demanding that they release his chakra. Don't Google it. He said back in 2013 that the entire North Cap, polarized cap, the hell does that mean, was supposed to be, that was supposed to be gone and it's still here. Just, just, there you go. All right, so that's how they've decided to start their day. That and they're readying some recession talking points. Today's press conference should be kind of interesting because they've, I mean, we've, everybody's seen it. I told you we're in it. It's just that they have not, Democrats have been hesitant to say that we're in it because it, I mean, it's so close to midterms. They feel like if they, that you're stupid and that you don't know what your own paycheck is telling you and that if they still lie about it, then you're, it's not going to be real to you. It's only real if they say it's real. That's it. This is just all so crazy. The latest, GD, the latest GDP report is going to be released later this week. And it's, they're already trying to get ahead of it because it's expected to be very, it's expected, the numbers are going to be garbage. We all, we all know that. His, his uh, approval is going to be even worse than it is now. So they want to change the definition of what is or what isn't a recession. And they're going to try to do some fun math here. They're trying to, the White House website even, and if you go to whitehouse.gov, here's the, they put this up a couple of days ago. Here's the headline. How do economists determine whether the economy is in a recession? It should be whether or not the economy is in recession, but neither can they do math nor apparently understand grammar. They want to redefine what a recession is. They want to redefine it so that they can say they're not in it, so that they can say that there's not a recession under this president. And he doesn't have to answer as to why we are in a recession because his policies were so great, right? Remember? And this is, I mean, it's all supposed to be, uh, the jobs are supposed to be great. Everything is supposed to be great. You're not, you're not supposed to be paying attention to anything that's gone wrong. You don't, right? No. So they've, they've asked, um, they've, they've, this is going to be all the discussion this week. And it's going to be more so dominant as we barrel towards November. So the White House wants to argue they have the National Bureau of Economic Research and they said that this is the official recession scorekeeper. They're seeing a significant decline in economic activity spread across the economy that lasts more than a few months. And they're trying to say that, see, because gas prices, see the 50 cents, it's not the same thing, guys, not the same thing. No worries. It's that's exactly what it is. Just like they try to redefine pronouns, just like they try to redefine, you know, a number of things. This is Janet Yellen talking about this. Listen to her funny little math here. GDP will be closely watched. Um, A a common definition of recession is two negative quarters of GDP growth, or at least that's something that's been true in past recessions. When we've seen that, Mm -hmm. there has usually been a recession. And many economists uh, expect second quarter GDP to be negative. First quarter GDP was negative. That's what, what we've had that. But, but we've, we've, 
we've had that. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, we're in the recession now. That's where we are. But they want to redefine what it is. So they said the... Well, and of course, you knew when this came out, this was actually towards, what is it, just like four days ago when they posted this up. And as Kane noted, yeah, second quarter ended into June. It's It's been more than two consecutive months, by the way. It's been a lot of consecutive months. We've been teetering, we were teetering towards a recession last year. We are in a recession now. And so they're trying to get ahead of what the report is going to say on Thursday, and they want to redefine things so that they can... It's just it's a it's just an absolute ballot buster coming up for November. We're going to dive more into this. I have a number of other things to get into. They're actually here's the other thing. Politico had this piece. <laughs> I saw this I saw this yesterday. The headline, it looks terrible. Democrats prepare tax cut for business as broader agenda stalls. Okay, so Politico, which is where all the conservatives are, right, Kane? You know, oh, wait, they're not? Oh, right. They said after Senator Joe Manchin killed their more ambitious tax plans, they're left with legislation that includes a multi-billion dollar tax credit for semiconductor makers. Okay, so here's what you need to know. The semiconductor thing, this is the piece, this is the legislation that Paul Pelosi is being accused of cheating on and making, uh, doing some investments making some investments i.e stocks all this stuff because he got wind of this legislation that's what he's being accused of so i just want to link these pieces here for you so they said that after the build back better was stalled out etc etc democrats are trying to tie this this tax cut this uh piece of legislation into the semiconductor issue and it's a 24 billion dollar credit for the semiconductor industry and the legislation is and there's there is some bipartisan support of this i'm not going to say that it's all democrats because it's not they said that uh, they note that many semiconductor firms pay below the 21 percent corporate tax rate right intel is one of the biggest beneficiaries they told investors that they paid 8.5 percent last year now the it looks terrible quote came from colorado senator michael bennett who says it looks terrible but he still supports it Because he's arguing that it's shoring up the nation's capacity to produce these chips, and they argue that it's a matter of national security. And Democrats say they're just being practical. Now, I agree with the argument that it is a matter of national security. Where I disagree is with the Democrat argument that this is in any way practical. It's not practical. Because the big issue with this in the first place is how every other business, they only started reducing this corporate tax rate for semiconductors recently. And that was a Republican push. They would not have had to do this had they not run everybody out of town with a high corporate tax rate that put everybody into China's hands. I mean, what they could do is make it easier to create and move manufacturing here. And if they didn't want to do it here, you know what they could do. And I will give the administration this bit of credit, because even though they excluded Taiwan from that partial credit, even though they excluded Taiwan from Biden's big O Asian trade agreement, they are pursuing a separate agreement with Taiwan, apparently. And that came in the weeks following a lot of the criticism that the United States and Japan had received uh, for excluding Taiwan. Everyone's trying to pacify China. I mean, ultimately, if this is an issue of national security and you're not willing to do what it takes in order to increase manufacturing here at home, at the very least, you think that you would maybe have a more favorable 
trade relationship with the number one manufacturer of semiconductors in the world, and that's the big company in Taiwan. So a lot of questions with, and a lot of, because it'll pass, but it is. Here's the thing, though. It looks terrible for Democrats, because what have Democrats said for months and years and years? They don't want tax breaks for big business. This is a $76 billion plan to promote the development of the semiconductor industry in the United States. It's crony capitalism. It's not actual capitalism. This is cronyism. You can believe that it is an issue of national security while also simultaneously believing that it is absolutely crony capitalism and it's bad. And you can believe these two things while also realizing that we could have averted this and we could have had way more options than we do now. But we decided to make it difficult for businesses to do business. And then we didn't realize it until it turned around to bite us in the backside as a national security issue. Now, they, there have been some, I will say, lawmakers that have said, well, you know, there's the foundry in Taiwan. But what happens if there's armed conflict between Taiwan and China? So what this is, what Democrats are trying to do here is an expedited, oh, well, let's, let's hurry up and throw money at the problem. Why not reduce taxes to like nil for this industry, for this manufacturing and the materials for it? I mean, these are all things that they could do. So we don't have to establish this crony capitalist practice, but they're uninterested in doing that. Kane brings up sales tax. I mean, these are all things that they could do to remedy this without having to engage in crony capitalism. This is such a stupid Rube Goldberg way to deal with this problem. We're going to talk about this more as we roll through the program. Also, the left, the latest attacks on Elon Musk. Actually, everything that you've read about him over the weekend isn't true. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to get into the green cult, the doomsday predictions that never happened. And a major automaker is going to lay off thousands so as to bankroll the green transition. The great green conspiracy elevating, as a friend of mine said, the planet over people. We're going to get into all of that here coming up. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. 
Hospitals are reportedly struggling with staff shortages as the federal coronavirus funds run out. Public health experts fear the workarounds that they have discovered could actually degrade the quality of care over time. Burnout's bad. Staff turnover is bad. This is something everybody in the industry has known for quite some time. And I mean, there's they need to fix it. Joe Manchin tests positive for coronavirus as the Senate is racing to finish its priorities. And there's a lot of anxiety because there's an August recess. And then that's when everything gets really, really nasty in everybody's districts. And during that that long, hot, late summer period, because they're campaigning, et cetera, et cetera. And then it's full on midterm push when they return. So they said that he disclosed a positive test early this morning and that he's not going to be in the Senate this week. Now, it may not be immediately. They're trying to pass that semiconductor bill. And then there's, of course, Finland and Sweden's. They want to they want to be members of NATO. But the same-sex marriage thing, the prescription drug stuff, all of that, they have to have his vote. So there could be a couple of things affected by this. Uh, a carbon offset company. Hmm, imagine this. They uh, replant trees. Remember, Kane, you and I thought we could do this. Is like, you know, this seems like what we should have gone in. They accidentally burnt 35,000 acres in a second the second of two forest fires that they've caused this summer. The carbon offset country, they were a uh, company, they were planting st- uh, trees in Spain. They started a massive wildfire, 35,000 acres. That wasn't the first one. It is uh, the company, this was the land life contractor planting trees. That's when they, that's what did it. The land life, they try to offset carbon emissions by planting trees. That's just the, this is so, it's bad. And talk about luck. A plane crashes near a lifeguarding a lifeguard competition at Huntington, Huntington Beach. Pilot was rescued by attendees seconds later. That's luck. Stick with us. When you want an affordable, consistent meat option for your family, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers believe there is no quality like American quality and that everyone deserves to know where their meat comes from. Delivering 100% American, never imported meat straight to your door, Good Ranchers products have no added hormones or antibiotics. Cattle are pasture-raised, chickens are free-range, and Good Ranchers farms use the most innovative techniques to ensure every cut of meat hits your table a cut above the rest. The T-bones, burgers, ribeye, and chicken are all some of the best I've had. Everything is hand cut and trimmed, individually vacuum sealed, and flash frozen to ensure superior quality. So right now, use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping. Get premium steakhouse quality meat without the premium prices. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and save $30 off your next order plus free express shipping. Eat seriously delicious food from GoodRanchers.com slash Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. To put it in law, there may be litigation, but we will be in a much better position than, um, than to not do that. And, you know, listen, women are getting pregnant every day in America, and this is a real issue, and we need to act with a sense of haste about what is at play, what is at stake. What? That is uh, Vice President Word Salad, Kamala Harris. It's a real issue, you know, the pregnant people and them getting their pregnancy. It's a huge issue. Such a wordsmith. She's the Shakespeare of our time. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash with you this Monday, rolling in the bottom of our first hour here. Okay, so I we got to get into this. I can't. First off, 
you can understand why nobody trusts people in positions of authority, whether it's the president or the vice president, or particularly, let's take it a step even further, the World Health Organization. Now, the World Health Organization, they have declared monkeypox to be a global health emergency. It is the highest alarm it can sound, they said, because of the extraordinary spread to more than 70 countries. It's affected just under 20,000 people in 72 countries, according to the CDC. Now, here's my problem. This is not an emergency. It's a spread of choice. Because this is a virus that is transmitted like 99.9% of it, except for the two kids in the United States that contracted it. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. Dude, it's from, it's from like uh, uh, promiscuous gay intercourse. But here's the problem. The World Health, Health Organization, they voted on this like it was an emergency. And it's not an emergency. It's under 20,000 men. And this is the organization that wanted to lock down the world because of coronavirus. But they will not tell people who are engaging in voluntary risky behavior that has led to a viral spread to stop it. Because, you know, political correctness and optics, they don't want to be seen as being bigots. Because it's bigoted to tell people that if you are contributing to the worldwide spread of a virus transmitted one way, then that may be, then you're a bigot. Now, as for this one headline, it's, now they did, they did trace all of this. So 3,000 people in the United States, two little bitty kids have contracted it, a baby and a toddler. And according to the CDC of the Washington Post, the cases, each case is unrelated to the other. One was in Washington, D.C., and the other was in California. Now, the CDC said that it could be the result of household transmission. The two cases, the infants traveling with a family that are not residents of the United States, and that both cases link to households, Now I'm going to read from this Peace. It's very clinical, so just understand. The two cases linked to households for men who have sex with men and the have sex with men community, and the said that they traced those cases back to individuals who come from the men who have sex with men, the gay men's community. That's what Rochelle Walensky verbatim told the newspaper Washington Post in an interview. The the children are receiving antiviral treatments. 99.9% of the cases in the United States are men and who have romantical times with other men. And when they try to say, oh, it's where it's, it's women. No, they're men who identify as women. See, don't throw the statistics like this. Stop it. So that's the problem. The law of responsibility here. And this virus is even, according to 
MIT Technology Review, it showed up in Stanford sewer. Monkeypox is in Bay Area wastewater. They have that story. They said that Stanford Sewer Coronavirus Alert Network, or SCAN, added monkeypox to the uh, list of viruses that it checks for when it tests wastewater daily. And monkeypox has been detected in 10 of the 11 sewer systems. Sacramento, Palo Alto, several other cities in the Bay Area. But it's, it's something that, it's a voluntary thing. It is absolutely, entirely voluntary. But yet you hear, you have the, the World Health Organization, they insist on voting on it and classifying it as an emergency. But heaven forbid they tell anyone, no, we can't, you can't, we're not going to tell you to stop your behavior. We're not going to do that. But it is spreading. And now you have this situation where you have two kids that have it. This is the same organization that shut down the world for a virus. And yet. (sighs) But see, if you say anything. If you tell people to stop their behavior, then then you're apparently a bigot. I mean, that's kind of what's being suggested. I was reading this piece that I have on my notes here. They actually are, are debating how to even address it. They don't know how to address it because wokery has made scientists and medical professionals terrified on this, but not on a respiratory virus that affects everybody and they'll shut down the world. But on this, no, heaven forbid. They don't, they don't actually... It just is is amazing to me. And I'm just wondering if there are going to be any ramifications on the population at large because, I mean, I just go back to coronavirus. But it is something that is a voluntary thing. You gotta, you're, you're choosing to do this. So how is this? I don't know. I've got a lot of questions. But it's all dudes. And I don't count as women the men who are claiming that they are, the men who are claiming that they're women. It is a, an issue that the medical community and science, they got to figure out what do they value more? Do they value, if they really think that this is an emergency, then why not say, I mean, it's like the 80s or 90s all over again, is it not? How is this not, this is an STD. It is an STD. And they're terrified to, to treat it like that. This isn't science. This is politics. This is what happens when you politicize science. When you get so woke that you can't even actually, you, they don't even want to pre- try to prevent lives and tell people to stop this, to stop being promiscuous. Because you're shaming someone for promiscuity or you're shaming, I don't know, it's just the dumbest thing ever. It's, it's, Everything is shaming, whether you are telling someone to lose weight if they're morbidly obese, that's apparently shaming. Everything's shaming. I don't know. It's, I mean, it, but for all intents and purposes, it looks like an STD. Medical experts say, some medical experts say it's too soon to officially designate it as such. <sighs> now, as for greenery, 
I was telling you a couple of things here. I love this title that my friend Everett Piper has, Elevating the Planet Over People. It's a great piece. He put it up in the Washington Times today. But it is, it does highlight that this is not, again, another issue that isn't based on science. He touches on, not politically, but discusses the ideology of it, and this is part of it. The president's uh, bold climate action plan, his emergency powers. And how the administration wants to declare that climate emergency presents a code red for humanity, et cetera, et cetera. We have to have transformation now, blah, 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 blah. And then if you look at Sri Lanka and you look at some, so many countries around the world that are dealing with the absolutely devastating consequences of having implemented these policies, that's something. And then that gets into what we've been seeing here in the United States, this push to green not just this push to green so much, but everything else that goes along with it. This fight on, uh, did you see this? The fight on air conditioning. Air conditioned shops in France. Europe, there's, the left here in the United States are now writing these pieces about how bad air conditioning is. And I read this one piece from a guy who lives in the Northeast. And he was writing and basically mocking Texans for our love of AC. The hottest I think it gets up to where this guy lives in the northern northeast is like maybe in the 80s. In France, the French minister of energy announced that air-conditioned shops, they have to close their doors or face fines. They're trying to restrict the use of illuminated signs overnight. They're trying to restrict the use of AC. They want to preserve energy because energy is now a very valuable commodity. I saw this right as it was announced a little while ago that Gazprom is cutting their daily Nord Stream gas deliveries to 33 million cubic meters on Wednesday. Yeah. One of the uh, the energy dude over in France said air-conditioned shops that leave their, they, that have you know people going in and out, 20% more consumption. It's absurd. I mean, this is not like a limited energy. I don't, they're, they're treating it like that, which is not scientific. But science doesn't matter. It only matters in certain aspects, apparently. It only matters in, in sometimes. Science otherwise apparently doesn't matter. It's just wild to me. But it's like here when they're, they're trying to encourage everyone to transition to electric vehicles over gas. Or to have leave a smaller uh, footprint. So have tiny houses then i'm going to add this in here now remember what i said just a minute ago about everything that you're seeing in sri lanka and elsewhere where you have the government that has these insane esg restrictions and it makes it impossible for farmers and other people who do business with their land and that's how they make their livelihood to continue doing so so they end up losing control over their land and the government's taking over all this property here you have this story blackstone prepares a record 50 billion to snap up real estate during an expected coming crash. This is from the Wall Street Journal. They've been in the final stages of raising a new real estate fund that would set a record as the biggest of its kind. Wow. And they are the largest U.S. residential and commercial landlord. So they're getting real estate on the cheap and they're preparing for a crash with real estate. So they're, gonna, they're preparing a lot of money to buy up more property. 
Wall Street Journal says Blackstone's committing $300 million of its own capital, allocating an additional $5.9 billion to investors. That's going to bring the fund to a total of $30.3 billion when, it's all, when all's said and done. It'll be the largest traditional private equity vehicle in history. And so they're going to have a war chest of over $50 million for these investments. Or, sorry, $50 billion, yes. They're preparing for a lot of people to lose their property. You'll own nothing and be happy. Now, last bit here, but I know we've got to get moving. We're going we're gonna to explore all of this more throughout the program. Ford is going to lay off thousands to bankroll a green transition. How much of uh, their money did they get when we bailed them out? Do you remember? It was a lot. Oh, wait, no, I don't think Ford did get a lot. It was, I know GM got a ton. Uh, I Actually, I think Ford may have been one of the only ones that did not. Or whatever they did, they paid back. I don't think they actually did, though. They're going to lay off 8,000 employees to raise profits and pay for its ramp-up of EV production. Well, you knew it was going to cost to force everyone onto something that the market can't sustain yet. How do you think this is going to work? They're going to spend $50 billion, according to Reuters, and make 2 million EVs annually. Now, I wanted to get a, I was thinking about getting a new car. My husband's like, you know, everything's going to, they're going to force everything to EVs. There's always going to be a need for a gas vehicle. I will not drive, I'm only going to drive a gas vehicle. EVs are fun and that's great and all, but mm, we're, we got a lot more to discuss. It's a, we got a packed day for you. With the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, it's worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and your constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they've been on the front lines fighting for your values. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans, and thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is going to a company fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Use offer code Dana to get free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts just for you. Come join the movement and make the switch. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, or call 972-PATRIOT. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. I read this piece that Samantha B's the full frontal show. I don't even know what it was on. No one, no one even knew it was on. I thought she just did like little one-offs. Who knew? But uh, they had a late night comeback, and she's just not funny. And they, oh, she was on TBS, so she's been canceled. She doesn't sell. She doesn't. I mean, if she was successful, then they would have kept her. Man, that woman, like, came at me so many times. But the first time that I met her was when I worked, like, right when I first moved to Texas, like, 10 years ago, and I worked with the Blaze, and she was there uh, to do something with them. And I went up to her, and I said, let's, I invited her to have a conversation with me about firearms. She ran into her dressing room and would not deal with me. That's my fun story about CMB. I'm going to shame her on Twitter because she's a scared little bee. And she had the audacity to like sit here and call all these other women names. Samantha B is nothing but an empty, just, she is just an empty ditz. Everybody writes all her stuff for as evident. I mean, she literally ran into her dressing room and shut her door and her people were like, she can't talk right now. You can schedule something later. 
And then afterwards, then she did all these shorts on me and all these little videos and all this stuff. And I'm like, where were where were you? Was your bravery when I was face to face with you? How funny is that? Ran into legit ran into her dressing room and shut the door. Fun fact. Not so tough anymore, is she? I don't know what she's she's not funny. She's just not funny. What did, what they said that she was uh, saucy. She called Ivanka Trump the C word. And that was like the that was like the limit to her sauciness. She has the kind of mean girl attitude where she always is like she attacks women that are actually more successful than her. And it doesn't sound like humor. It just sounds like bitterness. Huh. You hear this, Kane? Do you hear this right here? It's a tiny violin playing out one sad song. Oh, sad face. Anyway, as we get moving, folks, next hour, maybe you saw the reports of the ATF visiting this one home. And I think it's because the person was an FFL. The story actually wasn't. They re- you really need to include information like that when you're writing the story. But from what I gather, the guy was an FFL. And of course, you know, you when you're in a federal firearms licensee, you kind of open yourself up to that's one of the things that you forfeit. The government can come and do a warrantless search of your home for their, their, through the ATF. However, what about non, non-FFLs? That's what we're going to talk about because apparently now there are instances of something like that taking place. We'll talk to this sheriff in that area. Stick with us. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. And we can't have uh, the historical, um, I believe people should be housed, but just don't house them on my block. Everyone blocked. Everyone's block is going to be impacted by this. And so we have to add our advocacy uh, with our uh, ability to help our neighbors. And we need everyone on board with this, you know, because as I stated last week, our schools are going to be impacted. Our healthcare system is going to be impacted. Uh, our infrastructure is going to be impacted. Uh, but we're willing to do our job, and we're going, we're going to do our job, and we're going to need all New Yorkers to be with us on this. Wow, what is that's like what we've been dealing with in Texas for ever. Welcome back to the program. Second hour, Dana Lash here with you. That is New York City Mayor Eric Adams saying that, well, we got to have uh, something done about He said that everything's being impacted because of the illegal uh, immigration and the people who are entering the country illegally and they're being sent to New York. He says, I mean, everything is going to get impacted. It's just so crazy. Do you know, I really believe that a true test as to whether or not you really support a policy 
is measured by whether or not you still support that policy when it is in your own backyard and not just your neighbor's backyard. Because to me right here, it sounds as though the New York City mayor is not supportive of his party's policies because that's what they want. And I will say, too, this isn't just Abbott sending people to New York. Has he forgotten about the midnight flights where you had the administration arrange a number of flights, nighttime flights for people who entered illegally, taking them to New York City and elsewhere? So it's not Abbott that's sending people. It's the administration's been doing it for far longer than Greg Abbott's been putting people on buses. Far longer. But they're only mad now when Abbott starts putting people on buses. Oh, my gosh. Now they're only angry. Mm-mm-mm. You know, it's funny because the local media in Texas hasn't really asked wannabe Governor uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke, the Hispanic ethnicity appropriating Irishman. And I'm only saying that because his own father had given an interview some years ago saying that that's the reason they gave him that nickname. You look it up. It's true. I found it on this thing called the Internet and I found it in the thing. I think it was Dallas Morning News that he gave this interview. It's out there hidden in public. But they haven't really asked uh, or work this question as to whether or not he supports this. He just got and I saw the uh, receipts. Actually, I think I still have the screenshot of the actual filing on my phone. Let me look. He received a, believe it's a one big old fat donation from George Soros, like directly, which that's not unusual. I mean, they, you know, does that before. But he got a big uh, donation. It gets a lot of out-of-state donations, too. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff, indeed. Now, he's been busy with events, etc. I really think that Republicans need to make sure that Abbott's getting out there with just as many events, if not more. But I also understand that he has to do the job of governor. And that there's a difference between doing the job and talking about wanting to do the job and photographing yourself talking about wanting to do the job. There's a very big difference here. Just like there's a big difference in talking about supporting illegal immigration and then when people are being sent to your city and all of a sudden you're realizing your resources are being redirected for this purpose, then all of a sudden there's a difference between supporting illegal immigration and then supporting illegal immigration when it impacts you. But isn't that kind of how the left is, though? I mean, so much. I mean, it's, it's this inconsistent redefinition of reality. We were discussing a little bit earlier, the administration, there's, I think the administration is getting ready to redefine what a recession is. Even though There have, I I mean, I don't know how long the measure of defining a recession is two periods or two uh, uh, quarters of no growth. I 
they've held, I mean, how long has that been the standard to define a recession? Forever. I don't know where, I, I mean, I can't remember a time when that definition was created. I just know, and I took Econ 101 in college, I just remember that that was how it was defined. That's the answer you gave on the test. That's how it was taught. And now the administration is legit trying to redefine it because the report coming out this Thursday, they're going to be forced to admit that we are in a recession. I've been telling you this. Not just me. A lot, anyone who can do math. You've been telling yourself this. You know this. Audio sound by two. Brian Deese. They've already, they're already laying the ground. They started doing this. I noticed they started doing this a little bit last week. All over the weekend and all this morning, they had their meeting. The official, official talking points went out. This is one of the advisors to the Biden administration, Brian Deese. Listen to this. Two quarters of negative growth in a row, that's a recession. Right, and certainly the, in terms of the technical definition, it's not a recession. The technical definition considers a much broader spectrum uh, of data points. But in practical no, terms, what matters to the American people is whether they have a little economic breathing room, they have more job opportunities, their wages are going up. That has been Joe Biden's focus since coming into office. I mean, that's... Wages aren't up. Wages aren't up. And oh my gosh, where to even start? What are they think? What are they thinking that this is? They're, they they need to redefine it going in to midterms. Do you think we're still going to be in a recession, and our economy is still going to act like we are in a recession, even if the Biden administration wants to go? Well, technically, well, theoretically, well, even if they don't want to say it, it's still going to behave that way. That's still how it's going to be. Man, this is going to be bad, bad, bad for, I can't wait to see what the new low is after this. Now, here's another thought that I had. I had this later on in the program, but I was thinking about this. Where did I have this? They really want Biden out. Actually, I had this last hour. They really want Biden out. This Washington Post piece, it was an opinion piece by Steven Eisenberg. I read this this morning. They're saying, quit, Joe, quit. He could save the midterms with a one-term pledge. Now, this is, this, this is the thinking that some Democrats are having. And these are the ones that are kind of calling the shots for this. They're saying, okay, well, look. His agenda is dead after midterms. After this November, Biden will not get a single thing done. This is even different from trump because after midterms for trump the house reverted to democrat control but the senate was a lot tougher not the senate didn't although the the mcconnell's ability due to seats was reduced was reduced a bit but do you remember me saying that after midterms that this begins the period for trump's judicial agenda I said that so many times on television, on radio, because he still had the ability to reshape the judiciary, which he did. People could get mad at Mitch McConnell all they want. He's definitely not, you know, I mean, he's not the, if you're looking for a perfect conservative, he's not it, for sure. But you wouldn't be having a conservative majority Supreme Court without Mitch McConnell. 
and you wouldn't have a, a, a number of Trump appointed justices on all of these federal benches without Mitch McConnell. And so that's something that has to be considered. Biden does not have a McConnell. Chuck Schumer is not McConnell's match when it comes to outmaneuvering the opposition uh, using parliamentary procedures in the Republic, so to speak. It's just not he's not his match. And Biden, depending on what Republicans do in the Senate, and it's all for Republicans to lose. Honestly, it really is. If Republicans mess up and they could mess up in Missouri, they kind of messed up already sort of in Pennsylvania. Uh, But you got to, you know, at that point, you just got to keep running when you're going through hell, keep going. They it's theirs to lose. And depending what happens with primaries and in the general. Biden won't even have that. He's not even going to have. Uh, his version of a McConnell to reshape any part of the guy. He's, I mean, he's, he's done. He is a lame duck in the most egregious sense. So Democrats, the, the influencers and the movers and shakers in the party are saying, okay, this is the reality of the situation. His agenda is done after midterms. Go and give everybody a bump in the midterm election. Commit to a one-term tenure before the vote in November. But I think that he is waiting and his people are waiting because they're waiting to see what Trump does. And I say this because remember the poll where he said 92% of Democrats want me. No, 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 they don't. Actually, nobody wants him. However, the question was very narrow as a survey question should be, correct? The question was, if the election came down to a vote between Biden or Trump, and this was the question that was given, and I'm kind of abridging it, but this is pretty much a question given to Democrats who were being surveyed. If the election came down to a vote between Biden or Trump, who would you vote for? And it was 92% of those Democrats that said Biden. And it was only if it was a Trump rematch. Now, there are a couple of polls, and I admit I haven't looked at the breakdown of them. I'm telling you this because this is the information that his camp, Biden's camp, is using, I think, to make the determination to stay in. They're looking at these polls showing that in a Trump-Biden rematch, Biden has an edge. And so... He, I am speculating that Biden is staying in because he wants to see what Trump does. Now, Trump's not going to do anything before November, because if Trump does anything before November, it is immediately going to make the election about Trump and not about Biden. And it needs to be about Biden. We're playing long game here. And people got to have patience. It takes a bit to make the twist of the knife, and you got to have patience. We're going to talk more about this here coming up. We also, on the way, uh, we've got a sheriff who's going to be telling you what you need to know. This story is of ATF coming to ask people how many guns they purchased. 
I've talked a lot about the Caltech KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Caltech KSG? Well, like everything that Caltech invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for 3-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's 6 rounds in each tube plus 1 chambered. If you prefer 2 and 3 quarter inch shells, even better, because the KSG holds 7 plus 7 plus 1. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, a dr- the drought in the West, and it hasn't rained here. When's the last time it rained here, Kane? It's supposed to rain this weekend. I hope it rains all weekend. Thunderstorms, mayhem, I hope. Anyway, longest long story short, drought in Western U.S. is forcing ranchers to sell cows at fastest pace and decade. And this is the point when Dana starts to privately examine whether or not she can have a pet cow. Severe drought conditions in the West are forcing ranchers to sell their cow herds. I look, my family, I know cows. I know cattle. They uh, can cut they their development it could cut beef prices in the near term, but send them higher next year. So let me just I want you to remember this. Ranchers are having to sell their cattle because of drought conditions. It is summer and every now and then this happens. In the West, that development could reduce beef prices. That could mean some store prices reduced. That's not because of Biden. That's because of this. I don't. It's long, you. You understand where I'm going with it. Uh, they said the heat wave, which has uh, affected 80 percent of the Western region, brought drought to a boiling point, according to the American Farm Bureau Federation. If you go all in on a steer, by the way, this is a, you can get a great price on that if you do like we do uh, and get stuff butchered every now and then. But I've been doing my good ranchers, so this also probably means more affordability too. Good ranchers may have some specials. A North Carolina line of town, all their officers resigned. Now it's a tiny town. They're going to be without full-time police officers. They said that they had four officers that put their two weeks notice in because of the environment created by Newtown manager, Justine Jones. Jones said that they couldn't discuss it. It was an ongoing issue. But yeah, there's some problems there with that bureaucracy. I robbed you here because we went long last segment. I'll make it up to you. We have discussions on ATF next. Former DEA agent in charge, Derek Maltz, joins me to explain how deadly poisons are flooding across our open border and devastating our country and our young people. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Derek also lays out exactly how China is working with Mexican drug cartels to wage asymmetrical warfare against our nation and how our government refuses to deal with the threat seriously. Don't miss it. Follow the Sarah Carter Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. And subscribe to that newsletter, which you can find on Substack, danalash.com as well. And you can listen either coast to coast on one of our couple hundred affiliates, or you can watch the simulcast on The First or YouTube, all good places to find us. Last week, we concluded the week with this story that started to get some legs and it was a story around a video and it showed the atf showing up to this individual's home because he had purchased a few firearms now 
it was all captured on his doorbell camera's video feed. And the camera showed three men wearing tactical vests, T-shirts, and jeans. Two appeared to be ATF agents, and one was with the Delaware State Police. And the homeowner did not want their name used in the story. They were a small business person. And it was someone that even the ATF later acknowledged he hadn't done anything wrong. Uh, The homeowner talked to the three men saying, can I help you? And the agent said that they were there. They were assigned to a task force investigating what they said were straw or potentially straw purchases, meaning when someone buys a firearm on behalf of someone else, it's a violation of federal law. Uh, And the agent said that they were verifying that people who purchased multiple firearms still had those firearms in their possession. And the homeowner had purchased seven since January of 2022. Sidebar, I totally would be visited in Delaware now that I read the count. So the men, the, the homeowner asked for identification. They did not have a warrant. There was a lot of discussion as to whether or not the homeowner could have potentially been an FFL. And there wasn't any straight answer that anyone was able to give. The resident agent in charge of ATF's Wilmington, Delaware field office, they didn't return calls from Washington Times and others who had been reporting on this. And, you know, if you have an FFL, that's your federal firearms license, if you are a licensee, that's one of the things that I the way I understand it, though, you work with the ATF on it, but you do uh, give you do consent to having a search of your premises. But the problem is that this individual wasn't expected or wasn't immediately reported to be an FFL. And so now there are a lot of discussions like, wait a minute, that how are you investigating straw purchases that way? Because. My understanding is you got to have a warrant. If you're a regular, average, everyday person, you got to have a warrant on this. And I'm so glad that there are lawmakers and and law enforcement officers speaking up on this. And one of those did so. Uh, Clickitat County Sheriff Bob Bob Songer said in a press statement on Friday that agents making surprise home visits. Yeah, they haven't occurred in Washington State yet, which is where he's sheriff. But he said, you know, you you have rights here. And Sheriff Songer joins us now via Skype. Love the flag that he's got in the back. Sheriff, God love you. Appreciate your service. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And uh, thank you for what you do, David. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Tell us about this, because, you know, it's one thing, you know, I think being an FFL is an entirely separate issue. But a lot of people that may not, you know, be as may not know as much about the law. That's kind of intimidating when you have ATF and, you know, state troopers show up to your house saying, we're just trying to make sure that there aren't any straw purchases. How should a homeowner respond in that situation? Well, obviously they'd be surprised, I'm sure, and somewhat fearful. You know, you got these three gentlemen there, uh, tack, tack gear on and everything, guns. And it could uh, really make a person scared. Yes. Basically. And the reason when I uh, viewed that video, YouTube video, I was concerned and a little upset. And I felt a need to notify the citizens of my county, Clickitat County. And to my knowledge, we haven't had any of this yet from ATF. But we're an awful blue state. Nothing would surprise me. So I want our citizens to know if they had ATF agents show up on their doorstep asking to see uh, weapons that they had just recently purchased, or weapons at all, that um, asking for a search warrant. And it better be a, a search warrant for those items 
and it better be signed by a judge, not a stamp, but a judge signature uh, to make sure it's a legitimate search warrant. And uh, then, of course, if they have a search warrant, they have the legal means to enter the home, obviously. But if they're at it, they're on a fishing ex expedition, which this appeared to be on the video, uh, they did not have a search warrant. And the homeowner, if you want to cooperate, obviously you can do so with the agents. But if you don't, you tell them to leave your property and because uh, they're trespassing. If they refuse to leave your property, and this is the message I sent out to our citizens during the Clickatack County. If they refuse to leave, call me. And I put my cell number on the press release. You call me, I'll come out there, or my deputies, and we'll ask them to leave, that the homeowner wants you off the property. If they refuse to leave, they will be put in handcuffs, charged with criminal trespass, and booked into our county jail, period. That is, that's, and I like that reaction. We're talking with Clickatack County Sheriff that's up in Washington State, Bob Songer, who was giving his county residents some little advice on how to deal with this because, you know, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, the, and this person hadn't done anything wrong and ATF even confirmed it. They said, well, we're not looking at wrongdoing. It's just odd because, Sheriff, I know there are ways if, if, if the ATF wants to investigate straw purchases, there are other ways to go about it besides trying to gain entry into somebody's home. Well, absolutely, Dana. And that's to, they need to develop probable cause. And they can do that in a number of ways. If they arrest somebody that has a gun, it's registered to somebody else, and, um, and they arrest them on whatever violation, and they track that gun back to an individual that bought two or three guns at one time, and uh, now they're starting, and the, and the individual that they arrested says, yeah, I bought it from so-and-so. Well, uh, now they're starting to develop probable cause. But short of that, it's a fishing expedition. Yeah. It's just going up on the door and saying, hey, I want to look at your guns. It's only going to take a few seconds here. You've done nothing wrong. And it's a big BS to get them through the door to look at the gun. And... I'm a big Second Amendment guy. I believe that this is another step by the Biden administration to go after your Second Amendment rights, uh, chip away at it, and scare people, scare them to death, that they're going to get in trouble, they're going to become felons, and then, of course, they can't have a gun. Uh, it's just ridiculous. And my main concern was just to let our citizens know that, hey, if you do get a knock on the door by ATF asking these questions, you immediately give me a call. Mm. Uh, or you tell them to leave, and certainly we'll follow up on that because uh, they have rights. Yeah. You know, they have rights. Citizens have rights. And unfortunately, Dana, a lot of citizens really do not realize what their rights are. Sadly, we're talking with Clickatack County Sheriff Bob Songer, and your your uh, county residents are lucky to have you as a sheriff, Sheriff Songer. And and you you mentioned a good point too: the ways to go about investigating the straw purchases. This is why this is also again so weird to me because that's one of the things that it seems that the the prosecution rates are the lowest for. And I've written about this before nationally. And you know, the president back when I think this is like in 2013, when he was vice president had said that we don't have the resources to investigate every fraudulently filled out 4473, which is why this makes just going to regular law abiding people's houses 
with the few resources that we have so weird your let your last thoughts sheriff you know and a friend of mine brought this up and i agree with him 100 percent that uh if they're that serious about tracking down straw purchases obama biden and holder 2200 guns i understand was sent into mexico to the cartel Unfortunately, a border agent was killed with one of the guns on this straw But you heard crickets out of that organization, out of the president, to go after anybody on that uh, fast and furious case. Yeah. Uh, but yet, they'll come after uh, John Q. Citizen, who has every right in the world to purchase a firearm and have it in his home. It's government. It is not government's business what guns you have in your home. It's not none of my business what my residents have in their homes as far as firearms, unless they're violating the law or something, you know, right. committing a crime. But short of that, yeah, that's what freedom's about. Amen to that, Sheriff Bob Songer. We're grateful for your time today. We're glad you're. We're glad you're one of America's fine sheriffs. And uh, as I said, Clickitat residents are lucky to have you. Thanks so much for being generous with your time with us today. Well, I'm blessed and a lifetime member of the Constitution Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association with Sheriff Richard Mack. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, Sheriff. Thanks again, Donna, for what you do. Appreciate you. Thank you, Sheriff. God bless. You have a good rest of your week. That was Sheriff Bob Songer up in Washington State. He's right. It's a blue area up there. And uh, we're glad that we have sheriffs like that. But yeah, you do have rights. And I was looking in this, and I was talking to so many friends of mine to try to determine, you know, FFL, if that's because that is if someone's a because you you can have people who get depending on what license you have. And there's different types of federal firearms licenses, depending on what type of license you have. Uh, but the ATF, that's one of the things in order to maintain compliance for that license, you consent to a visit of your whether it's your business or residence. So, you know, the, the gun stores that you see, they're FFLs. They have to submit to regular inspections by ATF. And some people who are FFLs, maybe they just do like maybe they're just home hobbyists and they they want to be able to get like a maybe one or two things in for a year because they do hobbyist stuff at home. That's not unusual. I mean, there's actual licenses for that. Um, but you I mean, that's just one of the things I I. I never wanted to become an FFL because I don't want to have to do with the ATF. Uh, I don't even think that they should exist. So I don't want to have to I don't want to have to uh, deal with with all of that. But people do have rights and uh, you need to know what your rights are. And don't be intimidated, especially when you've done nothing wrong. Doesn't it feel like there's just this this psychological effort in this country to shame people when they do nothing wrong? Because they believe the wrong thing and try to make them feel almost criminal. But yet here, as I made the point talking to Sheriff Songer, you you have the few resources that we apparently do have to follow up on fraudulent purchases. You're going out and bothering law-abiding people, but you're not bothering, you know, you want to talk about a straw purchase? Look at the president's own son. I mean, we could have look at his fraudulently filled out 4473, another example of a falsified 4473. And we know that that, that 4473 we know all of this because the the dated videos that he recorded and uploaded himself to his own laptop into the cloud showing him blitzed out of his mind on drugs are the same time that he went out and bought a gun so we know that because the emails and because the secret service got involved and the fbi got involved when that gun was deposited by his then former lover 
sister-in-law uh, in the trash can across the street from a school. So we have, that's, I mean, that right there. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P-50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. All right, so this comes by way of Local 10. Kane found this story. It's almost, I think all our Florida listeners have taught Kane the habits on looking for Florida stories. So this is Cocoa Beach, Florida, a naked, N-E-K-K-I-D, naked Florida man followed three women on a Brevard County beach for blocks Saturday morning, uh, being inappropriate, as you can imagine, the entire time. Cocoa Beach Police Department, they arrested Alexander Siavate of Merritt Island uh, about 1 a.m. The three victims called police, stated they were followed on the beach for numerous blocks by a naked male, and he was being very lewd. And so he was still unclothed when police found him. He smiled real big in his mugshot. And uh, then they put him in the police car. He was arrested for lewd acts and, and exposure of sexual reproductive organs. And it was nasty. Okay, I got to get this story. 24-year-old Florida woman was arrested on fentanyl trafficking charges after she got pulled over for driving her vehicle with no license plate. This is in Crescent City, Florida. I need to... Please tell you what she told the police when they pulled her over. Her name is Lindsay, Lindsay Presley. She told police that, yes, the fentanyl was mine. And the only reason I have so much of it is because I get a discount. Not she. No officers. I'm not selling it. I just get a discount. Now, I'm looking at her. She's not an ugly woman. Like, why? Why in the world do you got to sell drugs like this? Why? Like, why? Just why do you got to? Why you got to do this? So she uh, was totally issued because she was uh, she had four grams or more of fentanyl. Sadly, her last name wasn't Biden or she would have gotten off scot free. Uh, But she was arrested and charged with trafficking of fentanyl, possession of drug equipment. She's held on a half a million dollar bond. I know. So that's serious, man. Oh, shark bit off a dude's pinky finger. It was in the Keys. Not even Shark Week yet, is it? Isn't that Shark Week in September? Brett Reeder was fishing in the content keys just south of Miami, and he hooked a six-foot lemon shark. And everybody noted, like, when they were watching the video, this is an ESPN, they're like, well, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. You know, you get the hook out, you free the shark. But then he tried to pick the shark up. And then it did a shark roll, and it bit his finger clear off his hand. His wife applied a tourniquet. They drove the boat back to shore. He had to be airlifted to hospital for surgery. And... There, there. He lost his pinky. That's it. So he's going to have a nubbin where his pinky is. Anybody would tell you not to do that. Did I tell you about how I met a bunch of? Uh, I think they're nurse sharks. They kind of look like catfish in a way. When we were in the Exumas, and my family was like, "Get down, get a picture with the shark." And I touched it briefly, and I got straight the hell out of that water because that's just shark's house. Swimming with turtles was different, though. All right, we got another hour in store. I'll tell you more about that story. Dana's fun with wildlife. Back after this. Stick with us. So these are issues that impact young people because, as we all know, 
your, your right to vote and the action of voting unlocks all the other rights, including same-sex marriage, including whether we're going to stand up against a law that says don't say gay, basically restricting kindergarten through third grade teachers in Florida to be able to love openly. What? Ooh, um, hi, I have questions. First off, let's greetings and salutations. Wait a minute. Can't wait, wait, wait. Welcome everybody back. Our friends are back with us. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you, your lovable little curmudgeon, your living Daria, Dana Lash here with you. That, that's, the, you don't need to be told. That's the Vice President of the United States. What does love openly mean? Does that mean like, I mean, that's why rooms have doors. Just, what? No, first off, that, that's not a law. You, you can, we are on in multiple affiliates throughout the state of Florida. That's just one state in the country where we have multiple affiliates in. And watch, gay, 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 and nothing happens. Ron DeSantis did not send a bunch of drones to come and get me here in Dallas because that was said on his airwaves. No one's getting arrested. No one's getting, no one's getting arrested. There are a ton of, what is it, uh, gay conservatives that are out in the Keys that are like, we say it all the time and nothing ever happens to us. These people are fear-mongering. This is ridiculous. Because they don't, they would rather you get outraged over that than gas prices or the economy or the fact that they're having to redefine what recession is so that they're not accused of it. Wait a minute, aren't we in a recession? But they can't say gay over there. There are actually some people who go, what? They can't? It's, it's almost, it's like she believes that you physically can't. That if you were in Florida and you tried to say gay, that you wouldn't be able to anymore. Your mouth doesn't make those syllables or something to that effect. Why do they still, that's so stupid, people. That is so dumb. It has nothing, first off, it has nothing to do with that. It's all about parents being able to approve or disapprove of the materials used in classroom lessons. That's what that's about. You can't say gay. Like, who came up with that? Someone clearly who had no idea what the law said. No, parents just want to be able to approve or disapprove of stuff that their kids are learning. Wouldn't, is that something that you disagree with, that she disagrees with? Well, they said you can't say gay. No one said that, but you can't. Who says? They? Who? <sighs> you know, when we were in the Exumas on a boat and I didn't have any cell reception, it was lovely. You know that? It was really, really nice down there. Nobody cares. Nobody, and th- I feel like there, no one's woke down there. No one cares. Living a good life on the islands. Nobody cares about all this garbage. You know why? Because these are problems that, that one percenters make up for themselves. That's what it is. I think those people are more neurotic than anything else in the world. Think about this for a minute. The idea of wealth in this world is the accumulation of material items and other things that you cannot take with you when you pass through the eye of a needle onto death. Okay? They all will outlive you. And everyone is, thinks that that is what happiness is somehow predicated upon. And I'm always fascinated by the people who think that those who don't live like that or have that somehow live in poverty. If they look at you know, someone who, like I met uh, uh, when we were on vacation. And I, li- I don't like going to touristy places. And so, and I, did I tell you, because I'm crazy, I learned how to read nav charts and everything else. And now I've, like, 
it was just such a great time. And we were going to some like really out of the way places because I, I, you know, I just wanted to see stuff like why, why you go there, right? And we met this like awesome, uh, we pulled into this one place, met these awesome folks and had uh, lunch locally. It was like one of the, you know, one or two settlements that are on the islands. And um, met some great people. Uh, They prepared a conch salad, talked to the family and all that stuff. And about as non-woke as you can imagine. Who boy, about as non-woke as can be. And one of the gentlemen made the joke saying, don't bring all that woke, that wokery over here. And, and I'm like, dude, you don't know who you're talking to. I'm like, there's no way I would. But the, it was amazing because they live there. They live as fishermen. And I'm just like, what? And I mean, beautiful scenery. Your family's with you. You're training, you know, your son in the business and you're living the good life. And some people would be like, well, he doesn't drive a BMW or they don't have, uh, you know, Wi-Fi on demand. I guess that's not the best life. Do you see how people measure what life is? These are the same people that create problems for themselves about pronouns and everything else. Imagine having such an absence of problem that you're now focused on pronouns. They literally will throw gay people from the rooftops in Iran. Pretty sure no one's worried about pronouns over there. Or people screaming about how they don't have rights if they don't have taxpayer-funded abortion. Women in Saudi Arabia couldn't even drive. I mean, for crying out loud, get some perspective. It is the absolute definition of entitlement. You don't believe what I believe. I'm being denied. Of what? You're demanding something I won't give you, which is not about recognition, and it's not about tolerance. It's about acquiescence. There's a difference. Golly. She thinks, how much do you want to bet that she is making a play to stay on? I think she's trying to stay on after midterms. If Biden's replaced, if they decide to replace him and choose Newsom, she's going to try to stay on as VP. I don't think he'll have her. Well, they won't because you can't have two people from California on a ticket. This is not going to happen. I don't feel like she's giving us her best. How are you the top cop? She was AG. You're an attorney for crying out loud. How are you that tongue-tied? How are you that bad at speaking? Oh, my gosh. Jiminy Christmas. I was better in ninth grade debate. It, it It doesn't make any sense. To this point. Man, I have a million, 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 million things. I had a whole thing on wokery here with military. Can I just touch on that real quick before I get into the whole bunch of other stuff that I have and like the China news and all this other. So the there was a report that came out. And this was early, um, earlier this month. There is a report that says the army is considering having female shower showering with biological males. Oh, that's not going to go bad. That's not, dude, because you can be whatever you say you are. There was a training slide that showed a vignette instructing soldiers on what to do if they encounter a female soldier who identifies as male, according to the DOD's personal tracking system known as Defense Enrollment Eligibility Reporting System, or DEERS, but hasn't surgically transitioned and so still has female genitalia. Kane, 10 jokes just popped into my head. 
get me past it because oh boy get me past i'm not gonna be able to get past this this 10 jokes three of them are really amazing we'll totally get in trouble but they are so so good deers d-e-e-d-e-r-s i don't know so the slide instructs soldiers that they must accept living and working conditions that often austere, primitive, and characterized by little or no privacy. There's a difference, though, what they're asking. Soldiers with concerns are told to discuss them with their chain of command. Kane brings up a good point. What about dudes that identify as chicks? You're women and you're shout. Because remember, what do they always say about gender? It's you don't have to be sexually attracted to the gender that you are appropriating. So you would have a dude who identifies as a woman but still has his male accoutrements going into a shower with uh, some women in the military. Uh, This is why the military is not a social experiment. And you're wondering why we're facing a recruiting nightmare. Hmm, New York Post had that headline last week, or last Friday. The uh, absolute wokery is killing our recruitment. Because no one wants to lay down their life for that. For one-percenter problems. And that's what they are. You can get mad about it, but they're one-percenter problems. You know, it it is. They had uh, army mandates... They have uh, training to help shoulders, uh, uh, I can't even talk, soldiers, kind of important, shake off, that's why, soldiers shake off the sex assigned at birth. There's another headline. It's not assigned at birth, you're born that way. Washington Free Beacon story. U.S. Army's training officers on gender identity, mandatory military training program pushes soldiers to undergo gender reassignment surgery. They have the uh, slides and all that stuff. That's what some of the vignettes were. Vignette, soldier who was assigned male at birth. I don't believe in that language. You weren't assigned it. Someone's like, hmm, I'm going to give him the penis. And he, it's not how this works. What were you assigned? This is not like reservoir dogs when the guy is assigning, you know, colors. Why do I got to be Mr. Pink? Because why can't I be Mr. Black? Because I'm Mr. Black. You're Mr. Pink. That's not the same thing. Okay. Golly. So all of this stuff is happening, and this is what our military is doing. And the, ar- the spokesperson for the Army confirmed it to the Free Beacon that they're a part of mandatory training. Isn't that something? And they're like, why is it that we don't have people who want to be in the military? Why is our recruitment down? We don't even know. Because we're looking for people who can perform to a certain level of physical excellence. This is not a social experiment project. We apparently, and this came from uh, uh, Senator Roger Wicker out of Mississippi, the military has spent six million man hours on woke training under President Biden. Oh my gosh. Meanwhile, 71% of young people are ineligible for the military and most careers too. You know why that is? They want to reduce the acceptance Uh, requirements do you know why it is because we're looking for people again who can perform to a certain level of physical excellence that is why 
because there were all kinds of problems. Like if you were if you were flat footed, you couldn't be uh, you couldn't be considered. There's nothing wrong with saying that because that's what the military is. It is a defensive force. Can you fight? Will you fight? But now we are degrading the performance of our military. We are we are diminishing their ability because we are using it as a social experiment. And this has all led to the Army jettisoning the GED requirement for an ever-woker DOD. They're desperate. We are coming into some troubled waters, folks. Troubled waters. Now, coming up, why I have a tinfoil hat. Also, China's wealthy elite are fleeing the country as they send a chilling warning to the House leadership, saying Beijing is seriously prepared if Pelosi makes her Taiwan trip and meets with Taiwanese leaders. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So this is kind of interesting. There is a report that says, from biting your nails to chewing gum and leaving a mess, how 12 so-called bad habits can actually be good for you. They, they're trying to argue that biting your nails boosts the immune system because it introduces you to new bacteria. That's disgusting. Chewing gum sharpens memory. Okay, not tidying up is a sign of intelligence, supposedly. And also laziness, maybe? I don't know. Being late makes you happy, and it's rude. Uh, sleeping in, you can live longer. It can also be a sign of laziness. There's just all kinds of things that I think it's kind of a stretch, but it makes for interesting clickbait. The gum thing... Is like the only thing that I think actually does kind of make some sense. I think it helps you think, right? That's why I always have like lemon drops or something like in my office when I'm really thinking. It's but it's not really gum. Actually, I shouldn't even talk about the lemon drops because my dentist listens to this show. Uh, I what did I, I didn't say anything about that? What? Nearly half of drivers use potentially impairing medications. A new study from AAA says. The foundation study said that nearly half of drivers may be using potentially driver-impairing medications, PDI, and most of them have no idea that they could actually hamper their ability to drive safely. Nearly 50% of respondents and drivers ages 16 and up admitting to using like antihistamine, antihistamines, cough medicines, prescription pain medications, muscle relaxers, sleep aids in the past 30 days. I mean, you're, you, you do need to like pay attention to some of that stuff. Although I will say, Benadryl doesn't really make me sleepy. It just makes me kooky. No. It makes me sleepy. It doesn't make me sleepy. It just makes me kooky, like relaxed. But I don't get sleepy. But it'll put my husband totally to sleep. Just saying. It's interesting. Hmm, hmm. All right. So this, I don't understand the story. Michael Johnson, everybody knows him, right? Famed. He's a, he's a, a track hero, a, a track and field. He was accused of racism. He's black, by the way. He was accused of racism because he was questioning the rounding up and down of hurdle times and uh, Nigeria's Toby Amuson that he was talking about technicality, not race. Stick with us. When you're stuck discussing politics with your friends, who's the most informed person in the group? Yep, you are. You're welcome. Listen, follow, subscribe. The Dana Show. That's uh, somebody, as they saw Jill and Joe Biden, they were shouting this out. 
And Jill Biden turns around and says, thank you, thank you. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. She's not saying that because she didn't hear them. She heard them. She's doing what a friend of mine always does when someone says something to her that she, A, doesn't want to do or doesn't like. I told you this before. Do you remember the whole thing with the face masks and all this other stuff and like checking your luggage with TSA? So I have a friend and she's very, I mean, she's from geologists. So she can do this and it sounds, I just think if you, if you have to fake a Southern accent, because I think it sounds even sweeter when you do it. But if someone asks her to do something that she doesn't want to do, she'll go, oh, no, thank you, and just walk away. Like if they, you know, when you go, because she always carries a little bitty um, carry-on, and it's a tiny one. But, you know, sometimes you get some of these gate agents that are like, no, I want everybody to put their suitcase in this thing to measure if it can go on the plane. And hers is smaller than a normal carry-on. It's a baby bag, essentially. I think it should say going to grandma's on it. It's about that size. And she'll just like walk past, no, thank you. And they have no idea what to do. Or like, because I, because she hates, she always hated wearing masks. And I would ask her, well, how do you get out of, because she would say that she hasn't worn a mask in forever, even back when everybody was still making you wear one. I'm like, how do you, what do you mean? Like, are you just not going in? She goes, "Mm -mm, I just tell them no, thank you. Like, what do you mean you tell them no, thank you? And so she was like, well, I walked in uh, to a Walgreens one and they would, they t- offered me a mask. I said, no, thank you and walked in and she says it real loud and over and over again and walks by them and it would confuse them to where I think they thought she believed they were offering one instead of trying to enforce the mandate. You know what I mean? The mandate. It is confusing because the person that is doing the requesting you're like wait a minute that's such an illogical response it takes a second and she said that the confusion is just long enough for her to get where she needs to go it's actually brilliant so whenever you don't want to do something just no thank you no thank you no thank you no thank you that's what she does and because she has that southern accent it seems genuine just like how when southern women go bless your heart you they're they're not blessing you I mean, with blessings from the Lord anyway. They're not, <laughs> they're not blessing you. <laughs> but it sounds so nice. You're like, oh, that, she blessed me, blessed my heart. No, she didn't. I swear she didn't, I promise. But um, that's what I think Jill Biden was trying to do. But it does not sound as genuine. It really doesn't. Doesn't sound as genuine. So I don't know. But she heard what they said. Thank you for your support. Eh, she was just. And what else? I mean, there's really nothing that she can do in that situation. You know, she is a doctor, I guess. I identify as a doctor, too. All right. So, oh, my gosh, I have some I'm, I'm revisiting some things because I was moving a lot of stuff around on the show because there's just some things that make more sense at, at certain points in the show than others do. But. That there's still some things that we we need to hit at. So first, let me get. I want to hit at some of these China uh, headlines from China, because the Speaker of the House is expected to visit Taiwan, and Beijing and their foreign ministry. They're still on Twitter, by the way. You know the Iranian theocracy, their theocratic thugs. They're still on Twitter. Those mean tweets are okay. (sighs) Mean tweets. Beijing's foreign ministry issued a stern warning to U.S. House Speaker Pelosi again today 
The spokesman said that China had serious concern about her visit to Taiwan. Biden said last week that the military believed Pelosi's visit is not a good idea right now. China-backed outlet, it's communist-run, the Global Times. So whenever you see China Global Times on Twitter, that's literally the the mouthpiece for the CCP. They said that her trip can put Washington and Beijing on the brink of war. Now, she refused to confirm her trip last week, but she said she thinks it's important for the U.S. to show support for Taiwan. U.S. military assessments previously have indicated that China could move to take Taiwan within the next five or so years. Their economy is just circling the commode, though, so that remains to be seen. And then you have all of the wealthy people leaving China. So she's going on this Asian trip and there is a stop in Taiwan. She's not going just to Taiwan and then coming back. I'm not defending her at all because it's Pelosi. I'm just talking about this trip. And I don't really care if it makes Beijing angry. So they've said that they've made it clear they're concerned because they believe in the one China policy and they they believe that her visit to Taiwan is recognizing Taiwan as a sovereign entity when they do not recognize Taiwan as a sovereign entity. So it's a hot mess, but she's expected to make a stop over there. It hasn't been conferred publicly because they have security concerns. And so she also said that you never, she said, quote, you never even hear me say if I'm going to London because it is a security issue. And the Financial Times broke news of her visit last week. Now, here's something else to consider, too. There's a lot of stuff that's happening. There was a story out about how China had sunk about, oh, I don't know, a lot of money, uh, uh, maybe $2 billion in agricultural acres across America. China-based food producer, the Fufeng Group, is going to build a corn milling plant on its newly acquired 300 acres of land in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And the Air Force, an Air Force major wrote a memo characterizing the move as emblematic of Chinese efforts to infiltrate sensitive U.S. defense installations because this is 20 minutes west of Grand Forks Air Force Base, where they have, we have apparently some of our most sensitive drone and communications technologies housed. Daily Mail had a piece on that. <clears throat> so there are a lot of nat sec experts that are very concerned about this land that they have purchased they purchased a lot of land across the country in fact a 2019 report from the department of agriculture showed that china owned at least 192,000 acres of u.s agricultural land worth over 1.9 billion now they Canada owns more u.s agricultural land apparently than the united states or than than china does but the agricultural holdings through China are increasing. It's like increased tenfold since 2009 alone. I think it's a little, I'm just wondering how, uh, because they're a geopolitical foe. And Kay makes a good point. Why are we selling it to any other countries? This is where, by the way, you get, this is where the republicanism, conservatism, and libertarianism all come to loggerheads. Because libertarians will say, well, they're, it's private property. They can sell it to whoever they want to. Conservatives will say, well, we should you know, make effort to have it be as, you know, as much locally and nationally owned as possible. And Republicans will say, let's make it so. 
we should ban any and all purchase by and i think that there's i think you need that healthy mix because it is private property but yet this is also communist china i know that if i i mean this is exactly how i play risk in which i've never been beaten ever i completely start taking over bit by bit by bit other people's territories and you just do it a little bit incrementally agriculture is a great way to do it if i was going to take over somebody else's country i would completely i'd buy so oh my gosh i would buy agricultural acres i would try to purchase things near important bases or sensitive sites i would purchase processing facilities everything which makes their country work I would try to buy up as much as possible. I would try to stress their economy. I, I, we're in the middle of a housing, what do they say? We have uh, housing issues now. I'd try to purchase up as much property as I could, make it unaffordable for their people to, to compete. And I would use their tax dollars against them because I would set up an entity that would receive federal funds. So that's exactly what you would do. I think it's an aggressive move. Very aggressive move. And I'm not the only one. Now, this, I, you, uh, you heard me mention their issue with their economy. Okay, here's more of it. So the, well, Beijing deployed tanks to prevent people from withdrawing their own money from their own bank accounts, especially crisis hit banks. There are a number of reports after the Henan branch of the Bank of China that the they said that savings of depositors in their branches are considered investment products and you cannot withdraw them. That's what we've been seeing. It's in the Shandong province of China. And there were armored tanks rolling down the streets. There's video of it. And it's their Henan province and they've been there they've been having problems for the past several weeks. Police and depositors, the latter saying they've been prevented from getting any of their own money, any of their savings since April of this year. And so you have the Chinese People Liberation Army. Their tanks are, have been deployed in the streets to scare protesters. And some people are asking questions about Tiananmen Square because it's very reminiscent of that. They're having a lot of issues with their economy. A lot of issues with their economy. And they said that, I mean, they're, it, it's, that's what makes me think that this whole takeover or their, their uh, desire to incorporate Taiwan or make a move within the next five years, that, that is what would hinder it. It's an it's a investment product. There's a really good piece that was uh, at Barron's this morning. And it says, could China be headed for a Lehman-style crisis? And it gets into how this property that this, this bus that they're having is a little bit different from prior. I, they said that because they're, they're having a property slump, their economy is suffering, and everyone's like, is China on the scale of its own Lehman-like like crisis? And experts are saying it's unlikely that they're going to be pushed into this, and their, their financial system will be pushed into a tailspin. However, um, it is causing problems that, you know, the consequence of those other issues potentially could. Case in point, let's bring this up. Uh, China's wealthy elite are fleeing the country in droves. Daily Caller. Many of their wealthiest citizens are increasingly seeking to emigrate from the country as the CCP has instituted strict lockdowns. 
not just strict lockdowns, but you've seen the ideological enforcement also with their credit scoring system, not credit for finances, but credit for behavior. The quarantine policies, the business control. So they're wealthier trying to flee. Very interesting. And here's the other issue. Their population is going to be non-existent soon. This is the other thing that will hinder any kind of huge, uh, large-scale, either invasion or long-drawn-out battle, because they will not have the people to do it. That was literally their one strength, is they could just, they, they had the population where they could do some sort of like swarm attack at that point, and just swarm you with wave after wave and wear you down. But now, I mean, speaking, you know, theoretically, but now they said their population, they're having major problems. It's, the, it, it's drastically shrinking, and they're, they think it's now, originally they said it was expected to begin a massive decline in 2027. Now they've revised it to 2025. That's just, that, I mean, that's not very long away. Russia is actually experiencing the same thing. In fact, what they're discovering right now is they're having a recruitment uh, or uh, enlistment problem in the military, not because they can't get people to enlist, because there are no people to enlist. They're running literally out of people. Very, some very interesting things that are on the chessboard here. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And sign up for the newsletter. Substack chapter and verse. I have some other stuff getting ready to go out. And uh, I'm normally on with Jesse Waters on Monday evening, but that is being rescheduled for tomorrow evening. So I will keep you updated on that. Uh, last bit in wokery for today. Apparently now gender activists want scientists to stop categorizing ancient human remains as either male or female because they cannot be sure how the the deceased identified themselves when they were alive. This is a real story. Yes. Critics say that this is stupid and that it rewrites history and imposes a current ideology where it doesn't belong. And they say that traditionally, normally, scientifically, when remains are excavated, archaeologists determine traits like age, gender, and race. They use proven scientific methods like bone structure and DNA analysis because it allows them to learn more about that person, that time period, and expand their academic study. But now they said, no, you need to label the skeletons as non-binary and gender neutral. You killed them. You killed the dinosaurs. Those people did. They killed the dinosaurs. <sighs> Today in Stupidity King. All right. Could have gone that with wasn't the, bad enough. Could have gone with the low-hanging fruit of our vice president because we all know how consistently stupid her word salads are. But uh, this one is an L.A. pediatrician who says, you know, it's no big deal just to cut off the breasts of teenage girls because, you know, you can just put them on later. Listen to this. But So what we do know is that adolescents actually have the capacity to make a reasoned, logical decision. And here's the other thing about chest surgery. If you want breasts at a later point in your life, you can go and get them. They act like they're 
uh, like cysts right. or tumors, and they're not. Right. That person's a moron. Ugh. Good grief. Stupidity is Flat just earthers. running rampant. There you go. That does it for us today, folks. And you can find find us on YouTube, find us on Facebook. You can see discussions of with our past guests as well as clips from the program. In the meantime, I'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great night.